0: Here at Doxado Hatfield, we are a family on mission. Make sure to get connected by joining us at one of our Sunday services. We hope you enjoy today's message. Welcome Matt France, all the way from Doxito London. He's going to come and share the word. Let's give him a warm Doxado Hatfield welcome. Thanks, man. Thank you so, so much. Well, what a privilege it is to be here with you. Um, it really is an honor for me uh, to just... Be with Doctor or Hatfield and experience what the Sunday morning uh, gathering looks like. And the, the amazing thing for me in Dale is that not everything happens on a Sunday. And I want you to be ready for the word this morning because um, I know you're in the, in the series of Thriving in Babylon, this, this, this series on the book of Daniel. And I, I, wa- I want you to ask, God, can you just show me what it is you want me to see for my life? For my place that I'm called as a city changer, perhaps something you just want to pause on. Joe and Shay, listen. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love your hearts. You guys have got a treat to all you know grow and journey and share in relationship with these amazing guys. I I just want to share something with you. Um, there's something that you said this morning that I think God wants to impregnate. That's so strange. Yeah, yeah no, it's not, don't worry. It's the thing of confidence, and and I think it's important everyone hears this who's on the journey with you, because the, the call of God on you and what He's placed in you and what he, what, what you guys are modelling, just in terms of your marriage and as parents, as leaders, there's something that God is going to stir and inspire in people who connect to Hatfield that's just going to give confidence. And Shay, there's this sense in my heart that people are going to come looking for joy. And as they connect to your life, they're going to find it. So I think I just want to honor you. just want to honor you and just share that this morning. Bless you guys. And so I'm from London. I'm originally from Wales. um, And my surname is France. So get your head around that. (laughs) And it's been a privilege for me uh, to, to, to come on the staff with Dr. Deo there and to be part of what's happening in our city. And just, just to let you know, everybody sends their greetings um, to, to, to you guys here in Hatfield. We're, we're so excited to hear the stories and what God is doing and journeying with you. And um, God wants to journey with you. Do you know that? He wants to journey with each one of you. And just connecting your life in this place at this time is significant. It's significant. Um, so I'm, I'm 31. I'm married. We don't have children yet. Um, at the moment, they're about to start the celebration there in London as well. So we're in sync as a family. And, and we really love the fact that we're, we're not the only um, location that wants to see the dream that Doxoday carries come into a reality. I don't know if you're aware, but just to give the picture, the dream of Doxadeo is to see people and society change, transformed. That's the dream. That's the ambition. That's our hopes. That's, that's what we're longing for. And together we're dreaming this same dream with the vision of bringing the transformational presence of Christ into our cities. And God has chosen to do that through you and me. He's chosen to do it through his, his people, um, not through a, a structure or through a marketing campaign. Um, and, and, and that's our privilege. That is our privilege to journey with him in this. Um, I, I want to I just encourage you, as we look at the book of Daniel, and you might, if you've got your Bibles or your apps, just be prepared to look at some of the scriptures in the book of Daniel. Um, and I think it's going to challenge us. I think it's going to stretch us. As I've been considering this word this morning um, that of Daniel's faith, and what it is to thrive. Um, Are you ready to listen? Not to me, to the Holy Spirit. Are you ready? Um, You've got no excuse, because, guys, you've come here with a a great celebration this morning that you guys won the rugby last night, and so, you know, (laughs) you're all ready. The Springboks won, and woo. So, you know, you're here with a good heart and a good attitude this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Father, I just want to pray that um, as we share together, your spirit affirms in us your vision. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. So week two, Daniel's faith. Joe set it up last week with just giving that perspective of his reality. I mean... I don't know about you, Daniel stands out to me as one of the best examples of what it is to be a city changer. In scripture, one of the best books we can look at and see the example of what it is to be a city changer. Someone who's in an environment where the values are completely different, uh, lifestyle is completely different. It, it's not just foreign in location, it's foreign in every way. And, and, and Daniel approaches this not with, oh my goodness... How am I going to fight and get out on the other end of this? He approaches it with a heart to see God thrive through his life and through that nation. So it's a miraculous story. It's a phenomenal story. And in my preparation, I've really been stirred personally, reflecting on some of the, some of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, why am I battling this instead of faith in God in this? And, and I, I think we must expect that in our journey with God, that he's going to bring us through questions like that, where we have to have introspective moments. Um, but, but with faith and with expectancy, God meets us at the level of our expectation, everyone. Um, and so I just want to stir that into us as we start. And the, this thought of being prepared to thrive, this isn't the end of, of the, the study on Daniel. There's three more sessions in this series. But today, being prepared to thrive. I want to ask a question. How can I prepare... To thrive. How can I, and you have to ask yourself that, how can I prepare to thrive? Preparation is necessary. We got married five years ago. Um, Can you believe it? I did prepare that morning. (laughs) I tried to make myself look a decent, half decent. My wife looked amazing. We prepared to greet people. We prepared for all the conversations that were going to happen through the day. Preparation is necessary. It's necessary in such simple ways. You woke up this morning and you looked in the mirror. Some of you maybe, but you looked in the mirror <laughs> and you prepared. What are you are going to wear? How are you going to look? Your appearance? Can you see how simple the thought and the concept of preparation is and how it features in so many areas of our lives? If you're studying, whether that's in school or in university, or you're studying extra additional studies uh, along, alongside your career, you prepare for the exams, right? Or do you, or, or do, you do it differently here? <laughs> do you just walk into them? Um, and you prepare, right? There's something of the preparation that takes place. If you, if you want to leave a legacy in your family, if you want to leave a legacy in the church, what do you do? You prepare. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. It's not random. It doesn't just fall into place. And what I want to encourage you to do is just look at Daniel chapter 1. Um, And verses 3 and 4. I know it's on the screen. You might want to... I like the feel of the paper and I'm a little bit old school like that. But come with us. It writes that then the king... This is verses 3 and 4. The king commanded Ashpenaz... What a name. His chief eunuch to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and of the nobility, youths without blemish, of good appearance skillful in all wisdom, endowed with knowledge, understanding and learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. That's the people there that Daniel surrounded himself with. This This is more or less the opening statement to the book. And the reason that's important to notice is because Daniel... And his companions were, were, were exiled in this land. They ended up there. This was not their home. They were taken captive. They find themselves in this environment. And then they find themselves being brought into a space of preparation. Because the next verses go on. And we're not going to read all the scripture because there's so much of it. But he comes into this place of preparation. And Daniel has a choice. He has a choice to engage it, oppose it. I mean, you think of all the choices he could have had in that moment. But Daniel finds himself in amongst these people being invested in. And he, and he just opens his heart in a way to say, well, God, what are you doing in this? We, we, we realize that thriving doesn't just happen. Daniel demonstrates something of a posturing. He postures himself in a way where he's prepared to journey with God even though this isn't the environment that he really, really enjoys or necessarily wants to be in. And, and sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes we can find ourselves. I can. You find yourself with a sense of a need to do battle. I've got to fight through this. I've got to fight for that. I, I've got to push through. I've got to really make that effort to get through. And, and, and you realize how, how exhausting that is. I mean, goodness me. Sometimes it just zaps the energy out of you. And you think to yourself the next day, oh, am I going to do this again? I don't know if you're there. You've experienced that before. The moment someone feels hard done by or short changed, it becomes a fight. It's, it's just a fight in that moment now. Um, and, and it's kind of a fairly natural response, I think. I think we're sometimes conditioned to think in particular ways. Um, often it's not the battling we must aim for but the perseverance through faith. There's a difference there. Often it's not the battling we must aim for, but it's the perseverance in faith. We see this example of Daniel in his faith, journeying, walking through. God doesn't faith you to do something. He faiths you to be someone. He isn't looking at you this morning and faithing you to do something. He's faithing you to be the person he's created you to be. Um, in our own strength, we always find this, we'll get to the, po- we'll get to the point where we, oh, we can't do this in our, anymore. In our own strength. We must stand in God's opinion of us as his sons and as his daughters. Um, he, him being our father. And I, I just think of your area of influence right now. Just where you find yourself, perhaps most of the time, or the, the greatest way and places that you are influencing the environment around you. It could be a home. It could be a workspace. It could be a recreational space. Are you battling or are you persevering? Are you battling or are you persevering? To do battle is an action. You, you, you've got to push through. You've gotta, you, there's a need to win. It, it's, it's, a, it's a working. It's a working it through. Persevering is is something that requires revelation. It requires the revelation of who we are in God, who, who, who God sees us as fully in Christ, complete in him. Um, it's the difference between now trying to win something to seeing yourself on the winning side. And when we find ourselves recognizing we're on the winning side, we no, no longer are at a place where we're compelled to work, but we're compelled to rest. We rest in the knowledge of who we are. It's the difference between receiving and achieving. Guys, we can't be a people who who live to, to achieve with a mindset to achieve when God wants to just say, Receive, receive from me, receive from me. I think there's a paradigm shift happening this morning in people's realities. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you know, our preparation as, um, as city changes is to receive in faith that God is working through us. And maybe it's just going in the moment, okay, I'm not going to fight for the peace in the, in the office environment. I'm just going to say, God, I receive your peace. It's not saying I'm going to fight for the healing that I'm desperate to see in my, my, my relationship. But rather to, to just say, God, I, I receive your hope. Do you see the difference of, of conversation that we end up having? And the difference that we see ourselves, when we posture ourselves, as ones who receive and not fight to achieve. Daniel finds himself in this environment. So how can, you, how can you prepare to thrive? You can receive. Receive. So that's the first question I wanted to ask this morning. I've mainly got questions, alright? So it's many questions that are coming your way this morning. But I know that God... Wants to work through this. The second thing I want to ask is, will, will I, and obviously you have to ask this, so as you read it, ask yourself, will I allow faith to be tested or to be proved? Will I allow faith to be tested or to be proved? Here's the difference between the two, because they're not, they're not two dissimilar words, but the difference is, tested is this examination, it's this performance, it's this demonstration of reliability. That's what happens when you test something. You test its reliability, its durability. I wanted to test how fast my motorbike went. I got the fright of my life. It goes very fast. I really knew what it was to accelerate. <laughs> you know, that's, that's testing. Proved is something of evidence. It's truth. It's, it's existence. It's what is. You haven't got to now prove it. You haven't, got to, you haven't got to show to everybody the figure. You just... Yeah? You with me? Yeah. Okay. One's with me. Here's, here's Daniel's example. And his experience. Daniel in chapter 2. So just the next chapter on. Because, and here's the thing with Daniel. The kings change fairly quickly throughout the book. So now you've got to work out which king he's working under. And, and you see the, the pressures that come to him. And they change throughout the book. But it's just this phenomenal example of Constance, constant, being the city changer. Um, so Daniel chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, says, In the year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, this is another king now, um, he had dreams, his spirit was troubled, and his sleep left him. Then the king commanded that the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans, I don't know if you know much about the Bible, but that's not really God's way of doing stuff. Um, and So that's Daniel's environment. Um, and so the Chaldeans be summoned to tell the king his dreams. So they come in and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I had a dream. And my spirit, so maybe he's the first one to say that, and my spirit is troubled to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans said to the king in Aramaic, O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will show the interpretation. The king answered and said to them, the word from me is firm if you do not Make known to me the dream and its interpretation. You shall be torn limb from limb, and your houses shall be laid in ruins. But if you show the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. Therefore, show me the dream and its interpretation. Guys, like what, what, what an environment. What an environment to find yourself in. So Daniel has not come into the picture here. This is the king saying it to the people that he would normally first go to. And they ask, just tell me the dream, and we'll interpret it. And he says, nah, you tell me my dream and the interpretation, and then we're happy. Otherwise, goodbye. So there's this execution statement from the king. What an environment to have to enter into. Think about it. We might not face execution threats, but we do face threats. And so what are we learning from Daniel here? What happens is, that's the perspective, that's the picture. But what happens is, um, they they don't know what to do. They're terrified. They, 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 They haven't got the answers. They can't give the king what he's looking for. They go, they find Daniel. Daniel comes to the king, and Daniel, on behalf of all these people who are not his people, who are not going in the way that he would want to do it, knowing God's conviction on his life, and he goes on their behalf, on their behalf, not on their opposition. Not on the back to say, look how good I am, or look how good God is. He just goes on their behalf, he represents the people. He goes to the king and he says, listen king, give me this time, I will give it to you. Is Daniel approaching, testing his faith? Or is he approaching with a mindset of, yeah, see the difference? I want to encourage you. As you ask, will I allow my faith to be tested or be proved? To step into the environment of influence as the sent one and not as the victim. How easy is it that when we we, we experience fallout in that office space, in that team, um, even in family, and we we feel, oh no, now we're the victim. It's very easy to live with a victim mentality. Um, And I want to encourage you. Doctor Hatfield, let's be a people who are ready and receiving from God as as his body, but also that we live not under this place or this mindset of being a victim, but as sent ones into our city, into our communities, into our environments, into our families, into our homes, onto the street, into the bus. I haven't caught the bus here yet. But we catch buses all the time in London. Even in those environments, you end up having conversation. Even in those environments, you, you, you get to demonstrate something. We, we must never think that, you know, we have to come to a building for church to experience God wanting to work through us the gathering, is vitally important. It stirs in us. But we must pick up this heart of being sent ones. Sent ones. Daniel is a book that's not often looked at as as being one where the guy is a sent one. It's often looked at, oh my goodness, look what he experienced. And it's okay to observe, but we must recognize what it is, to not only observe, but to model and to demonstrate and to realize who God is calling us to be. Proof reveals, sorry, test reveals something of an input quality. It's how, how good a quality is the input in that. Proof reveals something of the outcome. The outcome. Um, and, and I love how Daniel didn't see it as a place of, of testing, but of proving. Yeah. The third question, and this is our last question I want to ask. Can I be certain? And I think this is a hugely, hugely challenging question. But it's okay. Because you're full of courage, because you won last night in the rugby. Keep positive. Keep positive. Sometimes we get frightened of asking the difficult questions. And we must sometimes ask the difficult questions in order to push through in victory. Here's the question. Can I be certain that my choices will lead me to positive scenarios? Who's asked that question before? If I do this, is it going to lead me to a positive scenario? And then what happens is if you don't approach this postured correctly, you start seeing it not be a positive scenario. Therefore, God is not in it. God is only in it if there's positivity. Guys, that's a prosperity mindset. God is a providing God. He's a providing God. He provides for us so we can prosper. He doesn't prosper. Hey? Do you understand that? Can I be certain that my choices will lead me to positive scenarios? Not every choice and decision have i made has led to a positive scenario. I'm sure it's the same for us. Guess what happened to Daniel? Daniel chapter 6. So again, we're a few chapters on. Now there's another king. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps. This is some kind of leadership. So it's Daniel 6, 1 to 4. Are you with me? So he sets these people over to be throughout the whole kingdom, and over them three high officials, of whom Daniel was one. Because when what happened with Daniel was he, he, he gave the king the dream that he'd had without knowing from the king what the dream was. And the interpretation, and so the king followed through in his word, set him in a high place, and this is where Daniel is right now. Um, So that the king might suffer no loss, then this Daniel became distinguished above all other high officials and satraps because of an excellent spirit was in him, and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. He was a learner. He learned to receive. He learned to prove. He's disappointed. It's amazing how God's hand is in this. Who'd have thought? Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom. But they could not find any ground or any fault because he was faithful. No error or fault was found in him. Guys, what a city changer. To be known as someone with no fault. So, what happens is, these jealous folks... They convince the king to write the law. The king goes with it. And then it means that Daniel isn't allowed to pray anymore. The only, people, the only, the only thing that people can do over this period of 30 days is pray to the king. Now this is foreign to Daniel. It's foreign to his values. It's foreign to what he knows. It's foreign to who he knows. It says in verse 10, same chapter, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed... He went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Do you think this choice was now going to lead to a good scenario? I mean, the kings of this way, are like they're they're radical. So was this going to lead to that? Here's what happened. I don't know if it was at the end of those 30 days. But, but let's just say Daniel prayed three times for 30 days. So, so not only did Daniel pray once to God in this period of time, he prayed um, 90 times. Is that right? Yeah, 90 times. Thank you. Yeah, I can see all the accountants and people with good maths understanding going, yes, well done. Um, 90 times. That's what it would have equated to in 30 days. It's not just once. There's something of a lifestyle that he, he's not willing to put down just because. The outcome is this. Because faith is necessary to do what is right. We have to recognize that. Um, Daniel does something and demonstrates an obedience. He demonstrates an obedience to his God. And the, the scenario he finds himself in is being lifted up. By a group of people. Carried. A door is opened. And then they throw him into a, a a hall. And put the lid back on it. And now it's dark. So I don't know how he knew that they were there. But I don't ever want to find myself in a room with a lion. Daniel's in a den with lions. That's, that's the scenario he now finds himself in. And sometimes we look at, at situations and we... We can, if we're not approaching with the right understanding of where we are in Christ, we, we can end up thinking, well, you know, just there's a, there's a negative thing happening here and God's not in it. I said to you, I don't want to be in a room with a lion. There's a joke about a lion, isn't there? How do you outrun a lion? You make sure you're quicker than the person next to you. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't want to be in a room with a lion. Never mind six or ten or however many were in there. But God shows up. And when the king looks in this room afterwards, Daniel is still alive. God has closed the mouth of the lion, the Bible says. Closed the mouth of the lion and he's saved. And this is what I want to say. City changer focuses not on the scenario but on the outcome. It's a faith matter. This was Daniel's faith. This is Daniel's faith. Evident. Proved. And I just wanna I just wanna ask, because we can trust God. And maybe you're sitting here this morning and you think, Oh my goodness, Matt, you have you have no idea. You have no idea where I am. You have no idea of what I'm facing, you have no idea of, of the hopelessness that is in front of me. You have I wanna I wanna just ask you, have you been trying to achieve something and you're not hearing God's voice say, just receive. Are you ready to be the city changer? who will step out, not saying, hey, test God on this, but saying, I'm going to prove God on this. Are you worried about the scenario, or are you seeing the bigger picture, the outcome? I think it's so important as we look at the book of Daniel that we we actually look at the book of Daniel, right? I'm sure there's a few people in this room going, yeah, but you haven't gone to the New Testament yet. You can think of your own stories in Scripture, especially in the New Testament. Where someone has gone through and it's difficult and they don't want to face it. But the outcome is far greater than the challenge that they're going through. And there's something we can learn in that as a city changer. Just think of Jesus. He actually prayed, God, take this away from me. I don't want to go through this. It was a horrible scenario. And yet, what happened in that moment was the whole of humanity, the whole of creation was restored. In Christ. And we, we have hope because of that. We can live with faith because of that. We're a family on mission, church. Are we? We're a family on mission. And I, I want to pray. I, and, I, and I actually knew in my heart coming here that this, this was a moment. And then we stood outside just praying before the celebration. And the recognition of God uniting hearts around, around this word around today around what's been taking place as we've been singing and as we've been praying opening up the scripture and I'm like God you've orchestrated this and we're just we're just coming along for the joy thank you Lord so here's what I want to do I want to I want to actually ask um, if the first question for you is a significant question um, I think there's a moment where you, have, you can't let this pass by, and you have to say, Lord, I'm not going to live with the mindset of achieving anymore. I want to receive from you. And if that's you today, I want to I ask you to be courageous and stand up right now. Um, I'd love to pray. Thank you, Lord. And that's a specific thing. This is a specific thing. We're going to uh, do this for something else as well. Perhaps you want to just hold out your hands. Um, And just say, okay, Lord. I'm going to quit trying to achieve something on your behalf. What is that scenario? What is it? Name it. Name it to him. Give it a name. Lord. Men and women in this room, as we hold out our hands, I want to pray, Holy Spirit, pour over, pour over your love, pour over your love, pour over your love, as we receive, as we make a stand to not live a life of trying to work it through ourselves that difficult conversation you're going to have tomorrow the opinions that people might think of you there's only one opinion that matters that's the Father's opinion I receive thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord You can stay standing, you can kneel, I just want to encourage you to respond in your own heart though. And then, if in the second question you sensed, do you know, I've never known how to articulate my faith in a way that makes sense. And there's something of a there's someone in the room, there's someone in the room who you've been you've been struggling to kind of work through testing God. I don't know who you are, but I just want to encourage you. Don't look at it as a test, testing of God and his faith in you, but rather proving of it. I can't see who that word is for, but I would like to encourage you to come and speak to, to Shay after about this. thank you Lord thank you Lord yeah thank you Lord every single individual in this room God believes in you as a city changer he believes in you as a sent one he believes in you for the environment that you find yourself in thank you Lord Believe in yourself. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray. If if you just want to respond, as as we're about to sing, you might want to hold out your hand. And for those who are still standing, just allow the Holy Spirit to minister and work in this moment. Um, I want to pray just for all of us that we we see things with 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 a kingdom perspective, um, with the perspective of the King and His domain. Thank you, God, that you work through us. Thank you, God, that you, you choose, you choose to dwell in us. You choose to put your presence in us and work through us. Thank you, God, that we can depend on your Holy Spirit to bring out the wisdom in moments where we perhaps feel we don't have it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you, you, you pour over, you pour over your love over us as a, as a reminder. You drench us in your love. You drench us in your love. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you bring peace to our hearts. When we look at our surroundings and we feel like everything's shaking, we feel like, oh my goodness, the scenario is not going to be good. Well, today, Dr. Dale Hatfield, there's a new lens that God has given you. There's a new sight that He's given you. to see yourselves as His city changers, his representatives. Thank you, God, that in moments like this, we're just, we're just preparing the space for you to minister. Lord, we're just preparing the space for you to minister. Thank you that you are here. Thank you that you are, you are restoring. You're bringing hope. Thank you, Lord. You are healing. There are hearts being healed here today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I just want to pray that in, in all of this and in everything that you're doing right now, But God, we can can learn from this perspective, Daniel demonstrated, of thriving in Babylon. God, we're not in Babylon, um, as Babylon was. But you do know our surroundings. You do know our circumstances. You know everything about this. And Lord, we just want to ask, Holy Spirit, more of you, more of you, more of you as we, as we come into alignment and we prepare to thrive in this place in your name thank you Lord Amen